Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up, episode 23. Uh, we've got a jam-packed episode for you. Uh, we're going to be talking indie wrestling and all things uh, associated with Full Singer Games Indie. Uh, so we've got a panel uh, of guests that we will get to here in just a moment, but we're going to do a very brief opening bell. Right off the bat, as we're talking about that with Future Shock coming right around the corner, uh, we have a big announcement. The big man himself will be arriving at the CWF in 2117 Paragon, and he has his sights set on championship gold. Who has he put in his crosshairs to kick off his run at the CWF Heavyweight Championship? Is he joining a group? Or going it alone. Uh, of course, Paragon has a storied history in the GWF and Dimension X and, of course, CPC. Um, so there's a lot of questions to be answered about this particular version of Paragon. Uh, what is his history? What's his backstory? Where is he coming from? Uh, and, 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 of course, uh, if he's got his eyes on the championship gold, I'm sure we're about ready to get a monster of a card. Todd, what are your thoughts on the uh, Paragon announcement? Uh, well, first of all, good to see you, Sam, and everybody else here. We'll get to uh, eventually. Uh, yeah, Paragon, very, very glad to have Paragon in there. That's a guy who I don't think really got his due uh, in the GWF. I mean, it was kind of clouded amongst a number of other different big personalities at the time. So I'm glad that uh, Mike's bringing him into um, the CWF and kind of giving a good spotlight. Uh, I like what he's what's going on with him uh you know who he's kind of feuding with and you know uh, and everything there i won't spoil too much uh but uh, i definitely like the direction there and, and i think the look is really cool too yeah yeah absolutely i really like that art a lot i think that it uh it definitely is a nice callback to the original gwf art while also being you know its own thing uh and uh, i'm digging the hair the lack of the ponytail which we've normally seen paragon with is yeah. you know he's let his hair down uh and hi todd how are you i'm doing all right <laughs> <laughs> I just rushed right in. We got a big show. What can we I do say? have a lot I'm excited. And we got a lot of indie stuff to talk about. And of course, indie wrestling, you know, we just had also another teaser on indie wrestling. Yes, we did indeed for our indies deathmatch set. Uh, and that is none other than Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd, of course, has uh, an amazing career, especially for only being 22 years old. Uh, he's a tournament of death winner. He's been in the semifinals uh, of multiple other deathmatch tournaments. He's held titles, including the GCW tag team titles with G-Raver. Uh, just an incredible talent. Uh, he's one of those guys that can, of course, you know, do the deathmatch style uh, incredibly well, but he's also just a hell of a wrestler. Uh, super excited to have him in the game, and he's definitely a guy that... Uh, you know, it's funny. We've talked about deathmatch wrestling before and, and sort of my interest in it and how it's, you know, at times it's kind of waned, but I can still appreciate really good, you know, deathmatch wrestling. And, and Jimmy Lloyd is definitely, I think, uh, um, he fits that bill without a doubt. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Todd? No, no, definitely. I mean, I remember watching him in his very early days in CZW and, you know, I always, you know, always you know, enjoyed, you know, that his, his uh, intensity and everything. So very glad to see, you know, he's got a big spotlight the last couple of years in GCW. So really thrilled uh, to have him in the set. We've been kind of waiting for a little while for a good spot to bring him in. And, and yeah, I can't think of a better spot than this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, speaking of all of the announcements, do you have any announcements from Fed HQ this week? Uh, nothing looks too much there. Uh, you know, we did uh, you know, last week, we did mention, you know, the legend set is going to be uh, kind of based a little bit, got a lot of guys with ties to the Pacific Northwest. 
And uh, we're going to have our first name announced on Friday. And uh, I'll say right now, it's going to be probably the most obvious name of any of them. Uh, yeah, totally. the set. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think you can uh, guess yes. which that one's going to be. Guys, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great name. And I, I I'm looking forward to uh, these four cards. I think that uh, I think it's going to be a really cool little set yeah. um, for, for legends fans. So uh, looking forward to getting those teasers, teasers out there for everyone. And of course, keep your eyes peeled because, coming up uh in in a little over two weeks uh we'll have the pre-order uh drop and there'll be a big pre-order announcement of course um as usual and i'm sure everybody's yeah. going to be be excited about that name so um well without further ado let's get out of this opening bell and head over to our round table because we have an assembled panel here um that i'm very excited to uh to, to speak with uh some of these folks i've had the chance to chat with before and some of them i have not uh so let's go ahead and kick off i'm just gonna do this in alphabetical order because it's the easiest way to do things right uh and uh so our first guest here is uh, chad allen from the indie cast chad how are you Good. Excellent. Greetings, everybody. Uh, yep. I, I definitely glad to be here. Todd's been on my show about what feels like a billion times. Every time we do a tournament, uh, I immediately just message Todd to, to be on because he is the tournament master. So yep, every uh, glad March to, at least. Yeah, exactly. So glad to glad to uh, glad to get a chance to finally kind of return the favor and show up over here. So. Excellent. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Uh, so, uh, we have been going for eight years strong. We are the indie cast, uh, which can be found on the wrestling nerds radio network. If you search, uh, wrestling you'll find all of our information. Uh, but we have been a, uh, pop culture, independent wrestling podcast, uh, with, uh, as we like to say to ourselves, a little splash of crass every once in a while. <laughs> so if you don't mind some potty mouth and, and dirty humor occasionally, uh, you'll love us. Come on over and listen. Uh, but we've had on. Uh, everybody from, uh, I'm just trying to think, uh, Leva Bates, um, Mia Yim, uh, um, I don't believe I'm blanking right now. We had Joel Gertner on once, uh, previously we had, uh, we just actually, uh, coming up this week on the same day, this job, Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor is, uh, is on our nice. show. Uh, we had Max Zero on recently. We've had Hollow Wicked on. So um, cool. we've had just a litany of people for interviews. And then we do, like I said, we'll do fun tournaments uh, with like what the best Muppet is and uh, what the best breakfast cereal. So we're kind of all over the place, but uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I think the correct answers to that are going to be Kermit the Frog and Golden Grams. No, I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, Kermit the Frog was right. Golden Grams, I think that went out early, didn't <laughs> uh, That one did go out early. The serial one, spoiler alert on that one, but you should still go listen to the episode, uh, actually ended up being Count Chocula. Uh, Count oh, wow. Chocula had a big push that one, I think, mostly because my, uh, my co-host Zach is a huge monster serial fan and I believe uh, kind of lawyered his way into uh, talking us into voting yeah. for, uh, for Count Chocula there. So. All right. All right. Well, cool. Well, Chad, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and everybody. And I will say one more thing. Chad, yeah, Chad isn't just a podcast host. He is a longtime player as well. So yeah, that that's how we got uh, together there. So he has a longtime champions player and is now, you know, obviously knows a lot about indies and is just getting into more of the indie stuff right now. Uh, uh, and playing that. So I thought that's why I wanted to make sure he was part of this panel. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you, Todd. Uh, and then next up, of course, uh, welcome back to the show. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Zeke Gould. Zeke, Mr. Vegas, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course, man. It's always good to see you. Uh, you, you had an eventful weekend, I hear. 
Yeah, no, when I was eventful as my, my friend who uh he actually was um on Friday night he was in Chicago and went to the you know the singing punk Wait, theater. Something happened here in oh you're right, something did happen in Chicago on Friday. <laughs> Only one of the greatest moments in the history of professional wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. Like uh yeah, I wasn't gonna brag too much about that. I wasn't there, so I can't brag, but I, I watched from the comfort of my home just a few miles away from the United Center. Um I could gush all night about that, but yes, you, sorry, back to you, your weekend. <laughs> well, I was just, well, just going to finish up about it. He, he actually went to Rampage in Chicago and saw CM Punk's debut and he has the shirt that, you know, he was there. Um, and then he flew into Las Vegas oh, to, the next morning and next morning. GCW versus FSW at 11.45 landed and just uh, went over to the, the, the venues right by the airport and then went to SummerSlam. He sat right next to me at SummerSlam after being in Chicago the night before for CM Punk. But, uh, um, but yeah, I did a pretty good weekend overall. I went to five shows and an autograph session. Um, so I, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. It was a good weekend. I probably the best wrestling weekend in Las Vegas that I can, I can ever think of for sure. So, um, nice. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch SummerSlam yet, but I did hear that the Cena and Reigns match was fantastic. Yeah. And, and Seth Rollins and Edge was really good too. And nice. Uh, it was cool seeing Matt Riddle win the titles in, in Las Vegas was because he had a history here. And so I, yeah overall there's some bad stuff too but overall i think it was a good show excellent 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 well uh, i'm sure people will be waiting to hear your stories of signings which i'm sure you 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 made because you always do so (laughs) (laughs) fantastic (laughs) he was showing us you're showing us and then next up we've got uh mr mike lipinski mike how are you great how's it going Fantastic. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your intro into the Phil Singer Games madness? God, I started playing with the spike ads in the PWI magazine. I played for probably six or seven years and I got out of it for a while. I think probably five years ago, my friend, uh, he's on the boards, Haas Freeman, Jim Freeman. He's a big uh, big board game guy. He ended up bringing, bringing it over. He's like, hey, look what I found. I, I didn't know that the game was still being made when I saw it was in color. I went nuts. I just ended up ordering everything on the site. I got so hooked. I nice. got more fed than I, than I have time for right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand that for sure. I, I think it's uh, it's a common problem these days. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I haven't played a video game, I don't think, in five years either. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much I was gaming a lot. Since I got back into this, I mean, even Fire Pro, which would have been a big, big one back in the day, that's been, I, I bought it. I bought all the stuff I haven't touched it Mm, mm. it's It's, just more fun yeah i i I agree i i have fire pro and i put some time into it but it's one of those things that i I put it down and and yeah pretty much just you know rolling the dice is all i do so uh i get it i get it um and then uh we'll we'll get into indie talk later and everything but uh you know is there anything else that you've got going on in in your world i mean obviously chad's got the podcast and you know zeke doing the shows anything any other interesting tidbits I'm certainly outclassed by my uh, co-guests. <laughs> Not at all. I was all. nervous enough having to follow up Brock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, you know, we've, we've had the opportunity to chat very, very briefly at some of the cons. So uh, online and uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting the discussion rolling here in just a moment. Um, next up, we have Joe Mikos. Uh, Joe, did I, did I say your last name right? Good. Excellent. All right. I got it. That's a, that's a win. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your uh, foray into Phil Singer games. 
Um, when I first started around like 88, 89, there was only like one or two games available at the time. And I've just been going right through since. Nice. Uh, mostly I'm in uh, Legends and Indies now. Excellent. Well, that works out perfectly for us because we, we've got some Indies discussion coming for sure. Um, anything else? Anything Anything to, to kind of plug or talk about, which we'll give everybody a chance to do later as well. But um, anything else you want to add before we hop in? No, just going to local shows around here. That's about it. Awesome. And you definitely do a great fed on the boards as well. So, and what what is your local fed there? Um, there's a I'm in Buffalo. We've got four of them here in Buffalo. I go to Cleveland for AIW quite a bit. Nice. And, uh, XPW is ready to come back in Rochester. So ready for that. Very, very cool. Very cool. Well, I look forward to hearing a little bit more about that here in just a moment. And then last but certainly not least, man after my own heart, who makes sure that we have fantastic female talent in the game. The one and only Ty States. Ty, how are you? I'm very good. How are you guys? Good to be here. Excellent. First time on anybody's podcast. Well, welcome. I'm I'm so thrilled that you're here, and uh, we've had the chance to chat. Obviously, uh, you, you know some on the boards, and then of course at some of the cons. Um, but uh, yeah, welcome. We we wanted to have you on here for a while, so I'm glad that we got the chance to do it. And I think this will be a fun show. Me too. Glad to be here, and um, I'm actually in Texas on a week's vacation, and uh, maybe that's why I've been able on his shows. Or if you record during the week, I work at night. Ah. Uh, I could be on during the weekend if you record then, but uh, I was able to work it out. I could do it from here at my sister's house, so that's all cool. Well, thank you for taking some time from your vacation to join us. And then, uh, yeah, as far as, you know, in case there's anyone listening that's not fully aware, why don't you talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you do, um, you know, as far as your association with Phil Singer Games? Um, it was great the first time I was allowed to try to sign people, so I was given the game form, and, you know, I worked. Uh, I've signed lots of the male wrestlers, but I've also focused more on the women most of the time. Try to sign the indie people, some of the legends I've gotten. And then I get to do the stats in the back, which is always a lot of fun. You know, I like working on those things and uh, watching matches and uh, see if the wrestler wants to help me out with names for moves or other things that they do or double team moves and anything like that, that they want to help me with. But I uh, get the get the signings and get to do the stats. So that's, that's a lot of fun. I write the bios a lot too. So almost, almost everything except drawing the picture. <laughs> nice. <doing> the <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I've always been grateful for your work and uh, I've appreciated the, you know, the top notch, uh, uh, you know, women's stats and, and, and stuff that's come through the pipeline, being a big uh, fan of women's wrestling myself. So uh, always grateful for your work. And uh, I'm sure that that comment is, is echoed uh, among the fan base. Um, so, here, here we go. We got everybody here. We are all well met. Let's have a little bit of a roundtable discussion here and talk about kind of the state of independent wrestling in, you know, late 2021. Obviously, the past year and a half has been, you know, a difficult year for a lot of indies out there due to the, the COVID pandemic and uh, certainly, you know, getting fans in and, and having the opportunity to, to put shows on. But that said, there is a lot of great indie wrestling going on right now. So I would say certainly love to hear from you guys about some of your you know your favorite promotions what you think the best promotion is and then of course we'll talk about talent here in a second um 
So let's go ahead and just kick things off, get back to Chad here for a second. We'll let the conversation kind of flow freely. But uh, Chad, tell us uh, a little bit about maybe some of your favorite promotions. Well, uh, so here in Florida, it's I'm down here in the Tampa area. And uh, Florida, at any point of time, at least pre-COVID, uh, I believe counted once had somewhere close to 60 different companies that were running all over the state uh, at one point of time or another. So I've got a lot of wrestling down here I can deal with. Wow. Um, the, some of the ones that I'm a big fan of down here, at least, that I get to see um, would be um, Fully Gimmick Fight Club uh, is uh, one down here that's really starting to kind of make a name for itself. Uh, I've got um, uh, uh, Full Impact Pro is down here, which is through the uh, World Wrestling Network that used to have like Evolve and the like. Uh, I've got Ignite Wrestling down here, uh, which is another good one that's more on the, the Space Coast. Um, Florida's got a lot of talent that sadly I feel like doesn't quite get get noticed outside of its bubble as much as it should though um if you ever get a chance to look up guys like uh troy hollywood or hunter law or uh, snoop strikes uh, is another one that i tend to bring up a lot he was uh, on uh he was Cotto brazil for a little while in um other companies so uh, there's a lot there's a lot of great talent around here to to really hopefully will start to branch out and get noticed a little bit. I know one that's starting to make his way outside of here nowadays is uh, Ronnie Bass Jr., which is Ron Bass's um, son, uh, legitimately his son. And he has been starting to really make a name for himself all over the South. And he's starting to move his way up North and even into the Midwest currently. So um, a lot of those are just some of the people that I've been kind of watching here in my area. Um, My all-time favorite indie, obviously, um, I'm I'm an old man. I used to live up in the north. Uh, I used to go to ECW a lot. So that's, of course, the, the typical answer, because I used to go to the arena yeah. uh, when that was a thing. And that was an experience unto itself. Um, but God bless America. I miss Chikara in the worst way some days, too. That was probably still to this day my favorite uh, my favorite indie company. And I love every Chikara card I've got in my deck right now. So. Yeah, yeah. No, Chikar was a super fun promotion, and, and I think it is missed. There's a lot of performers, luckily, or, well, not a lot, but certainly some uh, notable performers that are, that are you know, kind of still making their mark felt on the indies, which is great. Um, and, Joe, and also uh, in AEW, too, I think I saw Bryce had posted that uh, nine former Campeonatos de Parejas for backstage the other week. I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess not even part of the main roster, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And incoherence was uh, on uh, our Ring of Honor this past yeah. weekend. So with the, Ultra Mantis on commentary, I mean, yes. it's amazing. We had Ultra Mantis on commentary and ROH. We had Eddie Kingston <laughs> on commentary and Dark. I mean, this is great. I love having all the you know old school Chikara stuff back uh, these days. That I think that I'll, I'll steal from you. That was my. That's what got me into indie wrestling was Chikara. It helped that I lived only an hour away from Easton, Pennsylvania, which was kind of their hub for a while. Uh, and not too far away from the arena. So that, yeah, that definitely got me into it. Not to say I didn't go to some ROH and some CZW and other things like that. But Yeah, I, I, you know, the, it's it's funny thinking about uh, Florida as a location and, and having all of these different promotions. But then, yeah, you, you think of the Northeast and, you know, how, how close together certain locations are and, and how many promotions you had in like, you know, kind of like that South Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York area, you know, running and it's still, you know, still there's a lot there, but, um, it is pretty, pretty incredible. Um, Joe, you kind of mentioned uh, a little bit about some of the, the, the indie promotions that you, uh, currently are interested in. Uh, do you have a favorite promotion right now? Uh, AIW in Cleveland's by far my favorite. Yeah. Them as much as possible. 
Is there anything in particular about AIW that you like? Um, just the, the, it's not the same kind of booking that a lot of them where you just get the biggest stars, you know, you get a lot of weird, they go for a lot of weird matches. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do enjoy the, the, uh, the roster selections that they have because they're, you know, being here in Chicago, obviously AEW is definitely one of those more kind of like super indies that brings in, you know, a lot of big names. Um, although there's definitely some sort of like local, uh, uh, talent that gets a spotlight on there. But if you go to a, you know, a promotion like freelance, you're going to find a little bit more of the, you know, the, the, uh, oddities, if you will, in the bet, I mean, that in the best way possible. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he, uh, AIW, I'll say the, the, they, you know, the, you know, they had their big shows coming back and they wanted to bring in some big names. Obviously, they did bring in, you know, former wrestler, Ed, you know, of theirs, Eddie Kingston. But on the other night, you know, instead of bringing in, you know, some other big name that you might know, they brought in Tommy Rich just to be kind of something yeah. different and fun. And it, it was fantastic. It was a perfect fit into there. And I think I, I'm an avid listener of their podcast, have been since the beginning there. And it's really kind of fun kind of hearing the back, you know, back behind the, the scenes there. There. And um, yeah, I think they really go. It's like it's not necessarily they, anybody can kind of come up with super matches and stuff like that. They I liked how they kind of do the different twist on it and just kind of just make a fun show and have you know just make a more entertaining show. And, and I, I like that there's that alternative in there. Right. A lot of the matches they put together, like you know, when you, they have Nick Gage as a regular, and he's not he never wrestles death matches there. No. It's always just random opponents. They put them in against the wrestlers. And it's an actual wrestling match that he's in, and they're great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I really do enjoy and appreciate that, and I think it also just speaks to the 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 depth of talent, um, you know, on the indie circuit these days because you do have a, a, a lot of talent out there that are trying to make the rounds and get to as many promotions as they possibly can, um, and and obviously when they're able to to you know mix up their styles, uh, I think it's incredibly important. And we're seeing, I think we're seeing a lot more of that. A lot of the you know the younger time, even Jimmy Lloyd, who we mentioned earlier, getting a card. Jimmy Lloyd's a great example of being a guy who can go in there and he can wrestle or he can do the deathmatch stuff. And the deathmatch stuff might be what he's more known for right now, but that doesn't mean that he can't, you know, wrestle a match. Um, speaking of Jimmy Lloyd uh, and, and of course, GCW, Zeke. Um, now, obviously, you, you're seeing a lot of stuff. You always are seeing a lot of stuff. I know GCW is, is probably one of your favorites, but but tell us about kind of like your favorite indies right now. Um, well, um, Still, for me, the, my, my favorite uh, show to go see live is, is PWG, and my favorite show online is definitely is, is GCW, um, and those are my t- those are my two favorites. But the show I mean, I, I most show I go to most often would be the local indie fed uh, FSW in Las Vegas. Um, they're, they're local, and we've had we've had some good talent come out of there, Blair <coughs> Cross and Hammerstone and Chris Bay and uh, Lacey Ryan is now uh, Zoe Zoe. So I was getting the two Zoe's. Zoe Scott. Yeah, Zoe Stark. In tag champs with Eosharai on NXT. So, um, so I, I find going to those shows too. So those are those are the three I think. Um, favorite show to go to PWG. Favorite one to watch online GCW. Uh, and the one I go to most often the local one. How has the uh, venue change at PWG affected? the whole overall experience. I know it was, it was like the scene to be back at the uh, Reseda Legion hall, but now that they're at the globe, how, how is that? It's still good. It's just, it, it, this, this, it's not the same atmosphere in my opinion though. It's just, uh, but it's, it's still, it's still a good one. It's, it's um, and still, uh, still I would put it above 
uh, other places I've gone to. Um, but uh, I don't know. The, the, in some ways, it's it's better than uh, and the Globe is better than uh, the Legion Hall. Uh, so you don't have to deal with Legion Larry. And in some <laughs> some ways, uh, you know, some ways, uh, you know, it's not as you know. It turns out the crowd is not, in my opinion, quite as hot, but it's still a very good crowd. So um, literally and figuratively, I'm the hot crowd. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen in the yeah you have you seen the book theaters that's a fun but, um but yeah it's still a pretty good crowd i mean they sold out and i mean i think in the minutes last night when the tickets went on sale for the next show on the 26th so it's um so still it's still great it's a stack show coming up on the 26th so um so yeah it's still a really good experience if you haven't been to pwg definitely uh I'd put that on your bucket list because that's uh Something you, you don't want to miss, especially Ebola. No. Yeah. Hopefully, we get Ebola soon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, when we were talking about you know shows that we wanted to see. That was one that you know I've yet to be to, but yeah, Ebola would be would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and I mean you know PWG is just one of those promotions that I feel like if you've not if you've not checked it out at all, even just you know with with a DVD or a Blu-ray because they actually make Blu-rays, uh, then you know I mean you you have to. And I can't imagine that there are many people listening to this right now that haven't, but uh, but yeah if, if you haven't it's it's you know more than than worth your time um especially when you consider that if you watch a show from five years ago you, you know 90 percent of that talent is either you know in wwe or AEW. so um that that just speaks i think to the quality of talent that they that they usually have come through there um michael what about you what are what are some of your favorite indie promotions and you know what are you currently watching or going to as the case may be the last indie show i uh, ordered was the uh the double pay-per-view the gcw with uh, Gage and Cardona. So I would say I'm poor, probably most likely to order the GCW stuff out of any of the indie stuff, but I watch a lot. I like Beyond. I like MLW. I, you know, I like, I watch NWA. I'm not as like big on the roster right now, but I, th- I think with like some of these guys, like uh, the Anthony Greens or Kirk Stallions getting, getting released, I think maybe these guys are going to fill out some of these rosters pretty well. There's, there's enough releases. I think that the indie scene's not going to be hurting too bad. Yeah, I, you know, that's something we're going to get to here in just a second, because I know Zeke mentioned NXT, and I definitely want to have a conversation kind of about, about that when we get to the state of the indies. Um, but I think that's a really, really good point. Um, but before we do that, Ty, what about you? What are you what are you watching these days? What are some of your favorite indies? You know, I watch a mix of things, uh, whatever catches my eye. I haven't really come out with a favorite promotion yet, but, you know, definitely GCW has been said I'd be on um, – I like MLW and getting to go to that show on Saturday night from Galacticon, the big long TV taping. That was a lot of fun. Get to see, you know, so much talent they have available at least for that show. You know, made me a bigger fan of them. Getting to be there live and stuff was a lot of fun. Um, you know, if I always appreciate any any company that has a women's match here and there is always good for me. Um, I, th- I think the NWA is coming up pretty good. They seem to have an idea of what they're doing and you know start to get some good shows together i have have that uh pay-per-view for this weekend the double saturday and sunday ordered for when i get home uh, with the, the women's show saturday night and, and the anniversary show i think it is sunday nice um, yeah, yeah oh go ahead todd i was gonna say that todd, you've been i know you've done a lot of the stats for the shimmer sets before have you been to shimmer weekends in the past Never gotten to go to Shimmer. You know, they're always in their Chicago area, except for a show here here and there that they've been, like WrestleMania weekend or went to Florida one time long, long time ago. But no, I haven't seen Shimmer. It'd be great to do that. Um, 
they, they keep uh, praise. Like I said, they're going to be back in the fall, but he hasn't announced where, when or where anything yet. And, uh, so hopefully yeah. they can again. It, it looks like, it looks like there's a good chance they'll be back at, at the Eagles club. Um, which I, you know, I wasn't sure if that was what they were going to do, but the, he, he's posted a couple things on Facebook recently that make it seem like they might be, good, be going back to the Eagles club, which I think is fine. I mean, that feels like home, you, you know, it's, it's, it's where they, they've always had shows and, um, you know, depending on how this, the state of things, I'm certainly going to try to go, even if it's not in Berwyn, you know, wherever, wherever it is, if it's in the area, I'll definitely be there. You start, start safe. You know. Start safe. Go back. Where, go back to their home and make sure they have a good show ready to go. Uh, and, uh, good to see them and as many people as they can get back working. I think the indie scene's coming back up after all of this. Um, I see so many things on Facebook. You know, all different shows coming up from all around. You know, of course, all around the country. But it just seems like there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. You know, I do think that there there are some factors to to weigh, um, you know, coming up and and how uh, how they approach their shows, and you know, and, and obviously it's 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 not a discussion for this podcast, but but clearly there's questions to be asked about vaccination status, and masks, and and that sort of thing that I think is going to play a big part for some promotions and maybe not for others. We'll see. But um, I, I'm always happy to to see that the people are getting work regardless of the circumstances, um, and I think that there are some promotions that have just handled the, the, the past year and a half incredibly well, uh, and will certainly continue to, to do so. Um, but it's kind of been hinted at in a couple of comments that have been made, and this is something that I certainly want to, want to talk a little bit more about. Um, but before we go any further, you know, I, being the co-host, I just want to have my piece for a second. So I'm going to say that uh, my favorite promotions uh, right now are probably going to be limitless and beyond um, I just, I, I just love both of those promotions so much. I, I think that they, uh, they put on fantastic shows, um, and have some incredible stuff going on the storytelling, of course, you know, locally AAW, I, I just think that AAW to this day, I mean, since I first saw one of their shows about five years ago or so, um, until now just continues to be one of my favorite promotions. And uh, I think that the pandemic has definitely uh, had a huge impact on the, on the talent that they're bringing in. Um, but, you know, there was a time when they were bringing in so much international talent and, and getting to see names like, you know, Mark Haskins. And then of course, you know, Jushin Liger and Tetsuya Naito and stuff like that here in Chicago that, you know, the AEW shows was just awesome. And of course Zeke was with me at the Naito show, which was great. Um, and then, uh, um, AIW, of course, you know, it deserves a mention. I think they're fantastic. And then, of course, you know, for three that, that I feel like don't get quite as much exposure as the rest of those that I've mentioned um, would have to be Action, Southern Underground Pro, and No Peace Underground. I, I think all three of those promotions, you know, put on some really, really interesting shows. And No Peace Underground in particular, you know, they're not always my cup of tea. Uh, sometimes it's literally just guys beating the hell out of one another. And I and I stop and ask myself, why are you doing that? Like, why are you, like, why? Uh, but, uh, but they still do some really really fun stuff at the same time so um you know wanted to give them shout outs uh my favorite independent talent right now if you can really even call him that considering he technically headlined rampage uh on friday night is daniel garcia i think daniel garcia is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world and he's only 22 years old and it kind of makes me sick um i, I think that there's oh, no boy. there's no room but up for him uh i wouldn't be at all surprised or shocked to see him sharing a ring with daniel bryan in AEW before the you know before next year is out 
So, um, so all of that said, uh, I do want to kind of open this up and I'm gonna start with you, Todd, um, because uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. We've, we've shot a few texts back and forth to one another since the weekend, but the overall feeling, if rumors are to be believed and, and they seem to be pretty verifiable considering some of the things that Nick Khan has said recently is that NXT is basically going to shut the doors to a lot of indie talent that they want to do homegrown stars. They want to teach people the WWE way. They're not interested in, in finding, you know, the Adam Coles anymore, basically. Um, and who knows if they're even going to be able to keep him around. They've released so many names. Uh, AEW is, is certainly reaching a, a point now where I feel like while they can certainly bring talent in on, you know, darks and elevation and undercard matches, they're reaching a point now where they've got some great young talent that they've been able to slowly build. They've got some great young talent there in the process of building. They've got people like Daniel Garcia. I feel like we're going to have this glut of, of, of talent now available for the Indies that wasn't available like even six months a year ago right what type of impact and so this is the question i'll lay out for everyone here and and i want everyone to have a, a piece here but but todd for you what do you think the impact is going to be now in having all of this talent available for the indies well what's interesting though is you know there's always been times in the past where you know indie talent has kind of worked their way up and then kind of gone up to you know a, a bigger platform like wwe in particular there i just think with AEW coming in it's sped up the process a lot over the last couple of years i mean there's always guys that are going to come on and kind of take the spots and you know other guys are going to be building up and i just think as you said they come a little bit of a glut because like wwe started signing so many people a bunch of guys went to AEW that like you know the indies got depleted really fast you know really quickly and like and there's up to the indies really to try to figure out like all right who else can we kind of build up and i think you know most of the promotions did a great job gcw you know mlw out there who's you know still you know kind of step below i mean kind of your bigger indies i think they did a great job and even other places have built up a lot um that you know that they, they were able to replenish no really no problem yeah like maybe a little bit of hiccups here or there for certain places but now with everybody kind of back in there now you have so many more big headliners along with the guys who have been building up there's just so much talent that's out there and i, I agree like aew i think is going to do a little bit of job of kind of like cycling guys in and out they're not necessarily going to be the same guys every single week yeah it's like we just had chris jericho on for straight five straight weeks i'm not expecting to see him for a couple of months you know and they'll give chances for other guys to get in there and, and you know especially with dark and all those other things that they'll they'll use a certain number of guys but i mean so many other guys that are now you know we're from the big leagues that are going to be headliners as like you said um uh kurt uh, it was kurt stallion what's his name now yeah kurt uh, oh stallion rogers stallion. stallion rogers yeah thank you stallion rogers <laughs> so like yeah i mean now he's going to get a much bigger platform because he's gotten some more exposure I mean, he was already great before that, that he built up you know cer certain guys on that level i think are just gonna like you know make much more like bigger you know headline matches across everywhere and i think so many more indies are going to benefit from having all that star power while still developing new guys and Hopefully they get the platform to kind of move up and have a career afterwards. But maybe I think now with other things, you know, other avenues for wrestlers to make money in indie wrestling that maybe weren't there 10 years ago, pro wrestling tees out there, uh, online content through, you know, having vlogs and, and other creative endeavors along with the actual wrestling. I think it gives opportunities for guys to have a shot at, at doing a career that maybe you don't even have to go to one of the big two. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's that's kind of the key there in my mind is seeing the fact that you know you're going to have the potential to I think work uh, uh, at a um, you, you know you're you're not going to be lacking for work basically you're going to find places to work there's going to be a, a glut of talent for promoters to use throughout the country and I, I think it's going to kind of be a little bit more up to the talent to control their destinies which will be really really nice because obviously some of these guys that have gotten that exposure are going to be able to command a little bit more because they're going to be drawing people in hopefully which will be great um, also worth mentioning that CM Punk sold more shirts in three days uh, for pro wrestling tees than anybody else in seven years think about that for a second seven years there have been shirts around for seven years that haven't sold as many shirts as he sold in three days pro wrestling tees had to buy up every single ringer tee available in north america in order to fulfill their orders there are literally no more blank ringer tees available <laughs> to buy because pro wrestling tees had to buy them yeah, but, that, but he's not an indie wrestler we're talking about indie wrestling now well, <laughs> i know i know but it's still just worth noting because it's so exciting uh so, real quickly Todd, something off that you said uh, about you know how they can kind of control their own destiny right now i uh went with my family not too long ago to a tampa bay pro wrestling show here in the area and uh they had a young kid and i apologize to the young kid who was having his debut i do not remember your name right away because i don't have my notes in front of me but um he was really good it was his first show out and i remember i walked up to him and i said tell me about yourself. Tell me. And he kind of gave me a little bit of a run. And I said, what's your Twitter? What's your social media? And he goes, Oh, I don't have one. And I looked him dead in the eye. I said, you better go sign up for one right now. You need it today. You yeah. need to have a Twitter. You need to have that online presence nowadays uh, for it to be an independent wrestler, to really start to get yourself noticed and get yourself over because you can't just do it kind of based off of the hope that promoters are going to see you. You got to put yourself out there. And I think a lot of those guys that are going to be good at doing that are the ones you're going to be seeing a lot more on the, on those shows. Yeah. Um, and some of them have a head start because like you said, WWE starting to let go of a lot of people right now. They're not collecting people like, like they're collecting action figures on your shelf back there, Todd, where uh, they're just got them in the box, hoping to, that nobody else is going to play with them. Um, so now with all those people out there, if you're a younger talent, start getting your name out there. Be do, do be, start doing things like what Warhorse was doing for a while, what Danhausen does and yeah. has gotten himself noticed. What Effie, Effie is, has basically said on my show, because he's been on my show a couple of times, that he will almost never go to the WWE because he has no interest. He can make a perfectly fine career on his own without needing anybody else in a, in a big name yep. situation. And he's proven to be that that's absolutely true. Nick Gage is, is also a good shot of that because we've mentioned him before as well. He's not signed by, I guess if we're counting GCW is a major company now. You you could consider that, but for the most part, I still consider that an indie company. And and somebody like Gage is again making making a living. I'm sure. I, I'm sure Nick Gage is not like slinging fries outside of a window on the uh, during the week. I'm sure this is his career, um, and he can make it as well. So the big companies are not needed anymore for a, a guy to make a living. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that, that that's never been more true and you're starting to see that. And it's not just necessarily the top talent. There are guys out there that are able to do this and not necessarily be Nick Gage, um, you, you know, uh, or, or Matt Cardona or, or, you know what I mean? Like some of the folks that have had that exposure, that big level exposure, and then, you know, go out to the Indies or, or whatnot. And and I think that the the great thing is, is you know, with this this glut of, of, of wrestlers is I think that it will further go to prove the point that there is you know no mythical indie style that some people talk about that i always hate it just drives me nuts when i hear that um 
but but uh, you know all that said, I'm you know I'm curious as to some of the other opinions here. Uh, Michael, I'll go ahead and throw over to you. Uh, you know, kind of what are your thoughts on on the changing landscape of independent wrestling, and, and what do you think we might be able to see going forward? I definitely agree with you guys on that. Uh, especially and you, especially with Daniel Garcia, he's a guy from Buffalo. He's from ESW here, and I've been watching him for years. I think the kid's great. So it's it's awesome to see him headlining. You know, the biggest wrestling show in God knows when. You know, yeah. we got other guys like we we've had Butcher and Blade from there, uh, Kevin Blackwood, off some guys that have been on on AEW on uh, the Dynamite and the Elevation. So, yeah, but I, I think there's there's enough out there. There's enough talent. There's enough guys getting released. There's enough guys that AEW's not going to be able to sign everybody. So I don't know if they've officially signed Lee Moriarty, but you've been seeing so many of the the Phil Singer guys on there. You see RSP <laughs> on there. And that's my pick later because I don't want to lose a chance at getting an RSP update if he does end up signing with AEW. He's somebody sure. I'd like to, like to get. And I want him to sign Manser. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that one of the things, too, that, that has kind of been hinted at a little bit with some of the stuff that Todd has said and, and kind of what you're saying here is that the neat thing about AEW, more so than, than you know, any of the other big companies that have that have been around in a while, WWE tried to do it for half a minute and it just seemed like it went nowhere and, and, and you know, it wasn't really used the same way. But because of dark and elevation, AEW is bringing talent in to to, to, you know, to play on these cards, if you will, and then sending them back out. And it's yeah. great because now all of a sudden I'm a wrestler. I can put on my resume that I was on AEW dark and I shared the ring with, you know, Chris Statlander, or, uh, you know, I was in the ring with the young bucks or I was in the, you know, and, 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 and now they go out there and they're able to use that, you know, to kind of get a better position maybe, or, or to say, Hey, you know, look what I'm doing over here. More eyes are going to be on them for that time. You know, the main event, a tag team that I've really enjoyed that, you know, has, has done some work with AIW for instance, and, you know, was on AEW not too long ago. Like I, I was just so happy for them. Cause I was thinking to myself, man, more people are going to see, them now and that includes promoters so they're going to have the opportunity to get signed maybe by or not signed but at least get work with other promotions that might not have been as aware of their work and so i think that it's kind of cool the way that aew is is, is working to cycle in that talent and cycle it back out and 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 the door is always open you know i mean i think tony khan has made that clear especially you look at somebody like daniel garcia and and, and what he's been able to do so i i think that that's going to have a big impact too um and the fact that it's like, you know, AEW is, is, is a place now that can almost kind of, you know, help give back to some of the indie wrestlers and help get them more work and, 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 and maybe even prime them for that eventual moment, you know, to step up and become a member of the main roster or whatnot. Especially now that they're touring, they're going to get a chance to work with indie wrestlers all over the country and really totally. expose a lot of people that we don't necessarily know. Um, yeah. Obviously, they got a lot of guys from you know the East Coast that have been doing it the last year and a half that they've been down in Jacksonville. But yeah, now that you know they're now going out to the Midwest, hopefully when they're out in the West Coast, that's a whole other crop of guys that I, you know, probably don't get as much exposure nationally. Yeah. Uh, that I think it'll be really, really great that the, they'll get that exposure. Well, I'll like it, just I- on. Yeah, I'd like to thank AEW for introducing me to Bear Country. I'd never, I didn't know them very well previous <laughs> until they showed up on there, and I'm like, "That's my tag team." There's my voice now. <laughs> yeah, AEW, AEW had some guys that I got to see at my in local indie in Altoona from Imagine Wrestling, which is a really small indie, but you know, uh, big time. Bill Collier, Spencer Slade got to match yep. two on AEW. You know, and I've got to see them a few times live, and I can tell them but they're good. So it's good to see these guys that are down here in the lower Indies moving up fast. And I think there's always going to be 
a lot of wrestlers. There's so much talent now, but there's there's just always wrestlers coming up. There's people going to school, the schools, and you know it seems like you know we're not going to run out of people wanting to be a wrestler. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I think that, you know, it's kind of cool that while WWE was trying to lock up as much talent as they possibly could there for for a while, that in spite of that, you know, so many independent promotions were able to kind of flourish and 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 help create new talent, um, which I think you know kind of speaks to that point, Ty. Uh, Joe, you know, what about you? What what are some of your thoughts here about kind of like the current the current state of things and where things might be headed? Yeah, kind of like what you guys were saying. Uh, like three years ago, it just seemed like WWE was signing every top indie wrestler out there, and I think it really forced a lot of them to really try and put something with you know it came we see daniel garcia here in buffalo uh kevin blackwood puff um in cleveland you know like joshua bishop is just really oh man cleveland so good (laughs) yeah now that all these guys are coming back on the indies i mean it's just gonna i think it's really ready for a big boom on the indies yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I think it's really cool because you're already seeing some of the names like Limitless had Anthony Green back in for a title match with Daniel Garcia. And, you know, it was great because it ended in controversy. So I'm sure we're going to get some more matches out of the two of them. And, you know, Anthony Garcia or excuse me, Anthony Green rather has meant so much to Limitless and, you know, was like their longest reigning champion. So I think it's really cool um, to, to already start to see some of those names popping up like that. Um, Zeke, what about you? You know, obviously, like you, you, we were talking about earlier, like GC. W, PWG, like some of these big, like sort of super indies, if you will. Um, what do you think is in store? And, and and I think that I'd even like to hear you maybe talk specifically about what you think the influence and impact of those two promotions has been, especially on the way things are right now. Well, I I think with um, I think I think PWG had a had a pretty big influence on um, on AEW with guys like uh, with, with the Bucks, um, with Excalibur. Uh, being on commentary, the only bad thing about about that is with with Excalibur doing ramps, it probably won't be too many Friday PWG shows. So probably I think probably <laughs> Sundays now. That's my guess. But well, I think they're taping a lot on Wednesday, so you might be all right. Well, okay, I didn't know. I thought they were live. They're not live. They're no, they're not. Live. Not all of them are live. Yeah. Okay. Oh, then, okay. Okay. That's, that's good to hear. Because uh, Fridays work better for me than going to LA. So. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't. I think uh, like a year ago, independent wrestling was was not. It was, was in some ways kind of not a, not doing too well, just because it was, it was like an arms race last year with the WWE and AEW signing a lot of people, and there wasn't a lot of shows going on. So when you're losing talent to the bigger feds, and you don't have a lot of shows going on, so you start to you know, develop new talent without the shows going on and the experience that you get from the matches. And, uh, you know, it's, they're doing a whole lot better than they were a year ago. I think, when the pandemic was going this time last year. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, we talked about the recent releases, and Alex Zane and uh, Jake Atlas are making their PWG returns on the next show. Um, those are two guys who are absolutely amazing, and yeah, I was. Those are probably the two most surprising names of the last round of releases. But I guess it doesn't fit their vision. But dang, but those guys are going to be great to have them back on the Indies, I guess. And hopefully, they make they they make more now. <laughs> For sure. Well, and I think somebody like Jake Atlas, you know, I, I can't help but look at him and just kind of feel like, man, you know, like 
it's so strange the way that WWE tried to like put something behind some of these guys and then just would cut them loose completely. You know, I mean, look at Braun Strowman being obviously the biggest example of that, I think, no pun intended, but like you, you, you know, you, you think about everything that they started to put behind some of these guys and tell some of these stories. And then it's just sort of like, you know, take a hike for whatever reason. Um, But I think that, yeah, his stock has risen and he was already somebody that was getting a lot of, of kind of buzz on the indie scene before he got snatched up by NXT. So um, I think he'll, you know, he'll have the opportunity to go even further. Um, you know, and Zeke, I think to your point too about PWG, the the impact and influence that they have had clearly, you know, on AEW, on NXT, on WWE ha- has honestly, in some ways, I think been kind of immeasurable. When you look at some of the names that, you know, that stood at, at the top of the, you know, PWG mountain at one time or another, and I think the biggest name, of course, being Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, you know, you look at, you look at him and you look at what he's done in the career that he's had. And I, I think that there have been a lot of people that have, you know, said over the years that NXT was like PWG light or, you know, or some of their takeovers were basically PWG shows. And, and I think that that's hard to argue against, honestly, when you look at who were on the shows, obviously. And then of course the type of shows that they were putting on. Um, I think GCW, the cool thing about them, just from what I can kind of garner, and I'm, I'm by no means somebody who's well-versed. I've seen a few of their shows and I, and I'm certainly trying to keep, you know, well-read, but there's only so many hours in the day, uh, is I feel like they're, uh, you know, really trying to kind of be the model um, in a lot of ways for what it means to take that next step for an independent promotion. You know, it's one thing to run the same venue, you know, once a month, every, you know, for, for five years or whatever, which is great because there's a lot of promotions that do that. And that's exactly what they should be doing. But it's another thing to be able to do some of the stuff that GCW has done. And I think that for, you know, for promotions that want to try to take that next step, they're a great model. And I would even argue that AAW here in Chicago is one of those promotions that's kind of looked at some of those things that they've done, especially over the past year and said, Hmm, maybe we can do some of that stuff too. Um, so I'm curious as to what you think about like GCW and the influence that they could have going forward. GCW, um, yeah, the, uh, in terms of the influence going forward, well, GCW, um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I love. I'm actually wearing my uh, GCW. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we know you're a fan. <laughs> I, uh, it's the one that it's the Raiders that is sold in Las Vegas back in back in May. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually going to GCW the weekend after next in Chicago for uh, for four of the five shows. But um, well, um, in terms of, in terms of a uh, GCW, um, I. Uh, in terms, of, in terms of their influence going forward, um, well, I, I, I think they're in many ways kind of like the kind of like the the ECW of today in terms of how they mix their, their hardcore, they mix their they have their comedy, they um, they, they have they have guys that are um, that can that can wrestle. Uh, even their deathmatch wrestlers can wrestle. Like Jimmy Jimmy Lloyd, who we just announced tonight, is you know kind of like a hybrid wrestler. You can because he's not just a good you know he's not just a good uh, deathmatch wrestler. He's just a good wrestler. Period. Um, you know, Joe said, you know, Joe said Nick Gage was, uh, um, you know, they, they bring him into uh, AIW just he doesn't even wrestle death matches because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to wrestle death matches because he's, he's a good wrestler. Um, but yeah, I just, I think, I think that they are pretty, I, I kind of think of them as the modern day ECW in a, 
work in a lot of ways. That's how, that's how I think of they could be an influence. So just kind of like a good highlighting of all the different styles of wrestling. Like if you're kind of like the best of any type of form within the indie wrestling landscape, you're probably going to wind up at a GCW show at one point. They're running like almost every weekend in all yeah. sorts of different parts of the country. So they really get a chance to bring a lot of guys in, which is really cool. Yeah, and it's kind of neat because they always bring in like they usually bring in some of the top names to, from that region from wherever they're at, and and then some of those guys start becoming part of the regular rotation. Like, uh, yeah. uh, so um, yeah, I I love how it seems like a lot of the talent that gets on those shows, like you said, some of the local talent, like they're clearly really working their asses off when they're there. Like they know that this is my opportunity to like really go out there, bust my ass and show what I can do. And and I think in that respect too, it kind of is reminiscent of, of ECW because there are a lot of guys that took that chance when they got put on an ECW show. Um, so I, I think that that's a spot on comparison. And I think that there's some of those names that were, that were just local names are now kind of, like you said, GCW regulars. Oh yeah, I mean they helped out Zane break break out Zane for like ten years until he kind of finally got noticed, and then on that backyard wrestling show, and then like Christian guys you know, start, uh, and uh, you know Blue Blue got noticed through uh, GCW, and yeah, it's that's so it was also I like I like what they do there. They give guys a a shot that uh, they haven't had previously, and some guys are really taking advantage of it. Um, um, so yeah, that's, yeah, GCW GCW is great. Um, I'm hoping to. So I was going to go to Major League Wrestling and. So I might take that flight and go to uh, Atlantic City in October. Zeke's trying to make up for all those shows they canceled last year. He's trying to get right. as many in as he can this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's enviable man I, I i think it's awesome um so i you know zeke my next question here and we'll get through this one pretty quickly i think because uh it's it's kind of a simple simpler one uh do you have a favorite talent right now and who would it be and what is your favorite indie set that phil singer games has produced which i know is kind of an easy maybe not an easy question for you since you know you've had a hand in the creation of a lot of them but uh, uh i'm curious as to you know what your favorite set is and who your favorite talent is uh right now oh well bandito's my favorite wrestler right now probably, or he's got to be up there if it's not him uh, i um i actually i got to see him win the title for ring of honor uh, in baltimore just after after glasscon closed up that day because it's just a couple hours away so um and uh, and you got you, you got to pose with his titles too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and then and then in a PWG, the, a couple weeks later, I, I talked to Bandito, you know, told him I was a Ring of Honor, and um, so he asked me if I want to take a photo with him, with holding both the Ring of Honor World Championship and the PWG World Championship. So I got I put that up. Nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, so probably Bandito's probably he's got to be one of them for sure. And um, I don't I think one of the. Uh, I think one one set that would come to mind that I've worked on that, that was uh, definitely among my favorites is uh, the last Ring of Honor set was Nito and Roosh and PCO, um, the update to Matt Taven. I like that one a lot. Um, that was good. Yeah, that was a great set. That's, that's got to be one of that's 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 up there for sure. Um, but uh, and the Deathmatch has a lot of fun to work on too, though. Um, but uh, a little more challenging because you have to watch sometimes a little bit more of it to get to get moves down. But uh, but it's, it's been a lot of fun to work on. Nice. Well, I'm nice. looking forward to seeing what you come up with that, uh, without a doubt. Uh, Chad, what about you? Same question. 
Uh, actually, very interesting. We actually answered this question on my podcast not too long ago. I, I did an episode where uh, I have an 11-year-old and a 6-year-old daughters, and I let them write questions for me and my co-host uh, to answer. <laughs> and they did ask who your who my favorite wrestler was. Uh, and for independent wrestling, uh, it's that dude, John Davis. Um, nice. Uh, John Davis is a beast, and, and I'm so glad to see him showing up in more and more places lately that makes me super excited because people are really starting to take notice of how how legit he is um favorite set uh i think right now is going to be ring is uh, he said ring of honor and i got it in my brain uh best <laughs> of, best of indies 2020 uh right now has been the set that i've been uh, i've been really digging into um i mean it's got donhouse and it's got warhorse it's got effie who i mentioned earlier who um we've said many times on my podcast that we like our wrestlers like we uh, like we like our pinball machines we like them uh loud and very gimmicky and if you got any three guys that are as loud and gimmicky as those three i don't know who it is let me know because i'm ordering that set next right <laughs> um so but that uh but that's probably my favorite set right now is 2020 though 2021's been a I, i've got that one recently too and uh i just ran a tournament for my new indie fed and lee moriarty won it and he came out of 2021 so uh um so that was that was a fun one and i actually had him beat he beat all ego ethan page who i still i kind of snuck in there because i have an autographed card of his but uh nice but yeah, so that's but yeah, John Davis though is is that dude for a reason. So yeah, no, he's he's incredible. I completely, I, it's it's hard to say no to to him in any situation. So uh, I'm with I you dare you to one. try. That's the yeah, scary right? part. <laughs> uh, Joe, what about you? Uh, favorite wrestler going now? Uh, it's got to be Space Monkey. I love Space Monkey. Nice. Speaking of, speaking of, of colorful and gimmicky, there you go, Space Monkey. Right? Uh, and then as far as sets go, do you have a favorite uh, set right now? Goes, I mean, those best of indies have been great, but I'll say my favorite is probably the AIW set. Nice. Yeah, so that is a great set. Uh, I had a promoter help me get a copy of it because, unfortunately, it's out of print in physical format right now, but 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 I was able to snag a copy. I, I didn't order right away like I should have because I had it online. So, uh, Ty, what about you? A favorite wrestler, you know, the from the male side, it's gonna be hard for me to pick because I don't, don't worry watch enough. I know all the names and who's what, but does really have a favorite? So I'd have to go on the women's side and say uh, Tessa Blanchard. You know, you still call her an independent. She hasn't gotten signed by on the major ones yet anywhere. There's always talk she's going to the E or Impact AEW. Just who knows, but. She's still early in her career, but even when she was only a couple of years in, every time I saw her wrestle, it just seemed like she was so far ahead of the experience she had. Just yeah. so good in the ring. So um, my favorite sets, I always thought the, the best of the UK was a really good one. One of my all-time favorites has got to be the best of Mexico. Um, it was just stacked. Um, I like that set a lot. And last year's women's in, uh, best of the women's indie set was Angelina Love. Um I was really happy with how that come out, and um, I'm hoping that I can push this international women's set in December up onto my top two or three, if not the first. So we'll see how how it turns out. Um, yeah, no, I think there's some, there's going to be some surprises in that one. I hope, uh, but uh, no, I it's I'm glad you brought up some of those names because I just think that, uh, you know, Tessa obviously is, uh, is an interesting name. There's unfortunately, she's, she's had a little bit of controversy that's dogged her, but I, I think that, uh, yeah. 
you know, there can definitely be a, a way back. And I know that uh, the latest rumors were the possibility that she might um, wrestle for NWA at some point, which would be really, uh, you know, really interesting and cool for her, I think, given her pedigree with her, with her dad and her stepfather. So um, could be, could be pretty interesting. Um, and then uh, as far as the best of the UK set, God, man, sometimes that flies under my radar, but yeah, that set is absolutely incredible. I was thinking somebody had just mentioned that at one point. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you got Pete Dunn, you got Tyler Bate, you got that Zack Sabre Jr. Junior uh, update, which is just out of this world, good and uh, uh, Mark Haskins is in that semi. Yeah, it's just it's such a great set. Um, Michael, what about you? I think really boring. That was my pick. I don't think there was anybody that I wanted on the indie scene more than Pete Dunn, Mustache Mountain, and the Saber the Saber update. Yeah, I was most stoked for the UK set. I loved it. I all the other sets were great. I, honestly, each indie set that comes out could could be my favorite. To, to, to be honest with you, they, they've been so good. The last one was outstanding. It had tons of guys I wanted. I was I was psyched to finally get Tony Depp in, Lee Moriarty, like we mentioned. There's just so many guys on Manders. I mean, great, all of it. And my favorite guys are probably you know Mansur and Jacob Fatu. That's of of the unsigned guys. That's who I'd really like to see someday. Yeah, that's the one that uh, I know is high on our list. There, as <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's next year's one. best Indies. That's what we're hoping for. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. someday. <laughs> I will say that one of the really cool things, you know, I feel like you kind of mentioned this here is that the, the indie sets have done such a wonderful job of kind of charting a bit of, of, of like, you know, who's hot, who, you know, what, what's a, what's a really great name that, 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 that kind of keeps our finger on the pulse of what's going on right here, right now in the indies. And I feel like that's honestly, in some ways only been ratcheted up the past couple of years as, 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 you know, Phil Singer games has kind of gotten away from producing kind of those promotion specific sets and, now you know in the best of sets it's really given them the opportunity to just like pull together you know some of the really like the best names or or even if they're not like the best names at least some of the most relevant names which i think is really cool yeah, yeah i prefer it i definitely prefer it. i didn't i, I was worried at first because i because i like the old czw roh sets up but i totally. actually i greatly prefer this it's it's outstanding the names on it <laughs> and then Todd, what about you? Well, I was going to say, just, just piggybacking off of that for a second before I get in. Yeah. Uh, so, like, so I know recently there's some discussion on the board about the legend sets and whether they should be kind of like, you know, a mix of guys from different eras versus kind of more, you know, a certain type of era or a certain type of region of the country, um, you know, which was, which kind of makes sense there. So I think with, you know, with the legend sets, we still have a lot of guys that, we have to do there's a back catalog of like black and white updates and there's you know different guys that we you know we maybe have signed and then also i think with that one i like doing the legends where we can kind of focus on a certain area have guys that have their you know uh their their different uh, feuds and things like that and it also kind of forces us, okay we're gonna go ahead like say the memphis one that's coming up we're gonna have a memphis says like okay we can focus on that and kind of be like okay who else from like the history of that do we want to try to aim for, you know, it's like when we came up with the, the recently, the, you know, the, um, the, 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 uh, the ringside personnel pack, it was like, okay, we're doing this one with all these guys. If we're going to have somebody who we're going to get, and that's what forced me like, okay, let's go out and get, see if we just give it a shot and see if we can get grilled on stage. And we got him, which maybe I wouldn't have necessarily, you know, focused on that. I think, you know, Mike mentioned before we were doing something that was kind of like, Northern, you know, uh, I won't say, you know, uh, exactly the name of the promotion of the time because Tom would be <laughs> angry at me. But, you know, the, the, the set three where we had Nick Bockwinkle and all that, that kind of forced us like, okay, let's really make a play to get Stan Hansen in there because he would fit in well with everybody there. And I kind of like 
that we're doing that with Legends. And we were doing that for a while with the Indies, but it kind of like hamstrung us a bit. There's so many great guys from so many different parts of the country that are only relevant for, you know, a short period of time. I mean, they might be for you know certain things, but like when they're really how we want to get the best guys at the best time. And I really like that we've moved to this model with the best of the Indies. And I think some of the recent sets have been really great. I think I'll piggyback my favorite recent set uh off of chad's one with the best of the indies 2020 because we did bring in those character guys uh so you know like i know we had the you know the the, the big time wrestler guys that zeke signed but i'm like but you know at that time warhorse was getting hot dan Housen was just kind of warming up like the big character i'm like we need those guys in there too that are going to be you're not just like the wrestler wrestlers but the characters because i see that's like the kind of the future of who's going to make a big name in indies is guys who kind of you know can wrestle but also get a really good ch- uh, hold of their character and you know how they promote themselves in a unique way and that kind of piggyback that goes a little bit into my favorite wrestler today on the indies if i, I it's a former wwe guy but definitely is kind of all over the indies now and that's matt cardona because i just love the way that he promotes himself differently yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got the big podcast that he's been doing there and he uses that platform and other platforms to kind of like play a new style of kayfabe and really kind of building up different things and, you know, promoting different, you know, different promotions. Obviously I, he's, he's coming out now as a GCW champion. And yeah, I, I know, I love the way that he's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to be in here. I'm going to be the worst, you know, the biggest jerk ever to eat GCW fans. And I think that's great. You know, meanwhile, he's got his other fans that, that love him there. And he's doing things in different things. He did, you know, did something before um, some other different uh, matches that he's promoted uh, one with uh, EC3 and his thing. And he kind of promoted that in a different way. And I kind of like how he's done different things. It's kind of getting himself out there. Now I know, I know Joe and I were talking before that he's, you know, going to be you know, headlining an AIW show coming up. And he's, you know, we're supposed to be at the beyond wrestling's American Rana this weekend doing uh, something there. Unfortunately, they wound up canceling that really stack show which is a big bummer but uh and, and that's what i kind of i think i kind of like with the, the indie scene now is the guys who really kind of promote themselves in a different way and really get their character out there in a different way yeah you know one of the things that i'll say about matt cardona is that i i felt like for a while especially with like impact no offense to impact but i felt like he was just going to kind of be one of those guys that leaves the big show and then just kind of like you know I'm going to make some money and just keep doing what I'm doing. And that's that, but he has done anything, but now, you know, I mean, he really has not only promoted himself differently, but he's kind of like stepped up to the challenge to say like, Oh wait, there's all this really cool shit I can do out here. You know, there's like, I can go out there and I can really do some cool stuff that I couldn't do before. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm sure he doesn't come cheap, but that no. said, you know, he's certainly, he's certainly also kind of helping to give these promotions a bit of a bump because of the work that he is doing. I think that honestly, the angle that he's had with Nick Gage and being the GCW champion is, is, has definitely brought new eyes to the products, which is, which is what you, you know, as a promoter is what you want when you're bringing a guy like that in. So uh, yeah, kudos to him. Um, you know, I dig the podcast uh, even though I don't collect wrestling figures anymore because I was spending too much money. So um, <laughs> but, um, I think, I think I I've loved this conversation. I could absolutely keep, keep going, uh, and, 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 you know, listening to you guys and, and bringing up more topics. Um, but for the, for the sake of time, and because we've got a tournament to get to, uh, I am going to go ahead and move us on to our next segment. But before I do that, before I do that, I do want to go back to something, Todd, that you mentioned earlier. 
CM Punk might not be an independent wrestler anymore, but CM Punk is absolutely one of the guys responsible for helping to make independent wrestling what it is today. Absolutely. Without a guy like CM Punk, without his stint in IWA South, without his stuff in Windy City Wrestling, without his stuff in Ring of Honor, independent wrestling, the scene would be completely different. And, and culminating with the original Summer of Punk in, in ROH and bringing what he brought to WWE when they kind of, when they let him be CM Punk, like to this day, I, I've I've never been. I, there's nothing that has interested me as much in the past ten years in WWE as as when he got to do his summer of punk in WWE. Um, and 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 Friday night, I feel like was a culmination of so much. And and the way it you know it ended up being kind of a celebration. It ended up being an explanation, and it also ended up being a way to point towards what's next. And I think that as far as a company like AEW goes that company is is not an independent promotion clearly but i believe that what that company can do will only benefit independent wrestling as the whole which in turn you know is going to ultimately benefit us as fans as you know as phil singer games fans as phil singer games producers you know that that we're going to have more content because of it and he's definitely one of those guys that when when they write the history books they think you're going to have to put his name in bold when it comes to the independent wrestling landscape and when it comes to the fall of WWE. Hey Zeke, you've got him signed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Best best of Indies 2022. I mean, I'm putting you on that now, man. (laughs) I only met him once and that was when he was in the WWE, but uh, yeah, he would be be great to get someday. He's actually, I think the, the reason that we started doing indie cards at Phil Singer games, you know, talking at one of the Galacticons were like, Oh man, now that he's, it would have been great to sign him as a, you know, as an indie star, you know, as an indie guy back and, you know, doing something like that, we should start doing stuff of getting guys in the indies and then going to that. And then maybe once they make it big, you know, we have a card made of them. He was the one that kind of inspired that whole idea. Funny enough. Very interestingly enough, I, I just got in the mail fairly recently. I, uh, I decided to buy the uh, special edition American da- American Dragon Brian Danielson card for mm. no particular reason. Not that <laughs> he might show up in New York sometime soon here, but you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the AEW show in New York. <laughs> There's no rumors of him showing up there at all. No. Uh, never I, do, I do have a quick uh, summer of punk story here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in 2005, uh, or I guess late 2004, I had moved to New Jersey, to Morristown, New Jersey. And, you know, I hadn't gotten into indie wrestling, really knew nothing about it, knew nothing about ROH, had seen advertisements for a Ring of Honor show uh, less than five minutes from my house. Mick Foley was going to be there as a special guest. And that's really kind of what got my eye on it. In the end, I'm like, ah, I don't really know these guys. Should I really go? Come to find out later on, that was the night that Punk won the ROH title when he was oh, supposed to be leaving. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, I could have been there oh, for that. But I knew nothing about it at that time. It could a couple of years later on. I think the fifth-year festival uh, with Samoa Joe after he had started with TNA, that's where I was like, oh, I should go see an ROH show. That looks like fun. So, you know, <laughs> And they were never the same. <laughs> Quite the same. Yeah. No. Um, oh, that's that's awesome. Well, you know, hey, I, the same thing on Friday night. You know, I, I, I'm i just a few miles away from the United Center, but I, I 
couldn't make it, which once the buzz started to build, you know, the, the tickets started to get a little out of reach right now. I, I, right now the average ticket price, this is average. So obviously there's some lower, but this also means there's quite a few that are higher. The average ticket price to get into all out is $900. Wow. Yeah. So, but hey, you know what? I hear that CM Punk doesn't move the needle. So we should just move on from this conversation. <laughs> um, well, thank you again, guys. That's been awesome, but we are not done yet. Uh, I'm going to move things over right now to the tournament master. Todd, take it away. What is next? All right. So we uh, you announced this a while ago that we were going to have, uh, you know, for this quarter of Promoter Prime in the Indies, that uh, the three cards there were going to be decided uh, by you know, by, by, by the fans here. So we had uh, two different tournaments at Galacticon uh, and those two tournament winners have each named somebody that they want to have in the set uh, that's coming up. Uh, I won't announce those just yet, but I'll say anybody, all the ones that were nominated by people, they were not uh, those, those names. So, uh, but were ones that I kind of thought would be good to have. So uh, one that we had signed already, one that we are working on and we're hoping is going to come through. If not, we do have a backup, but, uh, but for the third name in in the set there, uh, what we're going to do is a tournament. So uh, everybody who's on the call here uh, uh, has nominated uh, somebody for this tournament, whether it is a new character, I guess one that we can conceivably get, obviously CM Punk didn't make the cut on that. Uh, <laughs> or uh, Zeke, make... get to work, Zeke. Oh, yeah, Zeke, you got to get out of here. Come on. You're going to be in Chicago next week. Come on. <laughs> uh, uh, or a remake that people really wanted to see. So I know Mike uh, before mentioned he wanted to get that Ricky Shane Page update. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the, he is in this tournament here. So I'm going to go through here. We have uh, uh, four first-round matchups, eight people total. I added two other names, who uh, ones I thought definitely needed some updates in there. Uh, and yeah, but I'll be I'll be critical on on my votes and everything. But uh, as we kind of go through the different matches, I would like the people who nominated them just to kind of give a little bit of a background on that character and why they think they deserve a card. And then uh, we're going to go around the room and just get everybody to kind of vote and maybe give a little bit of their reason if they feel like uh, giving a reason for that. Sound good? Sounds awesome. All right, let's do it. All right, so we'll start off with the first match, and I will say it's uh, some of the bigger guys in this tournament here, and that's going to start off, first of all, with, Mike, your nomination of Ricky Shane Page. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about why you, you uh, chose Ricky? I enjoy him. I thought he had a really good year last year, and uh, I think he's he's gotten better since his initial card. Just saw him in AEW, so I'm worried that we won't get another shot at him. And uh, I remember a poll between Eric Stevens, who we may have got anyways, and Eddie Kingston, who we didn't get. And yeah. I don't want that to happen because as, as much as I've loved the Eric Stevens card, I, it thinks, thinks, you know, maybe we might not get an Eddie card. So I don't want that to happen to RSP. So that's why I'm taking RSP. Good choice. All right. He's going to go up against the uh, biggest name here, and that's Chad. Your, your nominee. You want to tell us who your nominee is? I picked Big Calix. Uh, the the man who doesn't know it, who could, who actually was on our show and had to install a night mode so he could, uh, so he could turn himself down for that episode. Uh, big Calix, if, if, uh, and actually interestingly enough that, uh, you know, I'm kind of going to follow who I was mentioning earlier, guys like Warhorse, guys like, uh, Dan Housen, who have, um, taken their online 
persona and ran with it and then definitely made themselves more valuable from there. I uh, started out as a Chikara person, obviously, um, but has taken now is now that Chikara is no longer a thing has definitely taken over his, uh, his gimmick and what he is now and moved it out there for a while. Like everybody had, um, like different, you know, Calix names on Twitter because he was just giving people, you know, different names like that. <laughs> and he's, he's garnered, he's garnered interest. There are people that are interested in him. I think if we were to get a card for him here, you would get people that would want to be able to play big Calix. And, and I feel like it's only going to be upward from where he's at right now, especially with the independent scene starting to get, get back again after COVID that you're going to start seeing him all over the place. So Two really uh, good names there. So I assume both you guys are voting for your own uh, guys there. So I we, we, yes, I, I would be crazy not to. I think. Yeah, so we'll, we'll skip. We'll skip there. So let let's go around here to the rest of the room. So uh, let's get the first vote uh, to Joe. I'll go RSP. RSP. I know definitely with a Cleveland connection there at AIW. Not surprised to hear that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, how about uh, Zeke? Do you have a vote in this one? Yeah, I, I actually considered RSP. Uh, so I, um, I uh, will go for RSP too. Okay. Well, as as a Chikara guy, I'm going to throw my my vote to Big Calix. Uh, definitely a guy uh, part of the. Um, was it Nicodemus's uh, group there? But I think really, I definitely blew up afterwards. And I, I really enjoy his uh, Twitter presence and whatnot. So I'm going to throw my vote to him just to make sure uh, he, he at least gets one more vote here uh, before we move on uh, to Ty. Do you have a vote in this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I like RSP. I think he will get a card. But I, when it's really close, I, I'll probably lean to the new guy that I don't know a whole lot about. But I'll, I'll go for Calix this time. Okay, so it's a tie, I guess, right? Yep. All right. So that's going to give the deciding vote to you, Sam. You get to make Uh-oh. the decision here. Oh man, right, sorry, I'm going to be Sam. a hero, a hero for some and a villain for others. Um, a yeah, new guy. That's definitely. I think all these matchups I'm doing first round is new guy versus update. So I'm interested. Yeah, to see this. it's weird because I, I, I think that I would normally go with the new guy, but actually I think because it was as well, you should. (laughs) uh, No, don't stop. Don't stop with that. Continue where you're just just stick with where you're going with that one. I, I, I think that, you know, one of the cool things about these, this is no way I'm not trying to say that this is a guarantee, but one of the cool things about these tournaments, especially at any tournament is that, you know, there's every likelihood that we'll see these names, all of these names eventually. It's just when we'll see them. And I think that Michael kind of hit the nail on the head here is it's like, you know, he had an awesome year last year and who knows what's going to happen with him, you know, in the near future. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go with the update, believe it or not. I'm sorry to disappoint Chad, but I'm going to go with uh, RSP. Uh, I think he'll fit in really nicely with the, with the death match set and with that's some of the other positive. stuff that's coming up. So there Hopefully you have it. Hopefully <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll we see, see. <laughs> all right so our next matchup is going to be our women's matchup of the tournament here so ty you want to tell us about your nominee yeah i went with someone that i think would have been in our best of a women's set in december if we hadn't changed it to an international theme so uh, tasha steals from impact is who i'm nominating um you know her on Impact two-time knockout tag team champion, and we have Kara Hogan in the game. 
So that's one good reason to have her in there. You know, I signed her at least a few years ago. And um, I know, I can't think of the promotion, but she has had singles indie titles as well as the tag teams. Um, her and Hogan have been a good team. But I, I picked her because I thought she would have definitely been in the set in December. We changed it to more international. So I thought she was the best name out there that we had signed. So hopefully we can get her in here now or, or soon. Sounds good. All right. So uh, I put in another name. It was our runner up in our women's poll uh, for update last year. And that was Jordan Grace. Uh, definitely someone who I, I like. Definitely another uh, one that's definitely uh, controversial in some in some ways. I think has a interesting uh, online presence, but uh, you know, a, a great character. Another uh, big uh, impact wrestler there as well. So Tasha Steeles versus Jordine Grace. Uh, Ty, are you going to go with Tasha then as your as your vote? Yeah, I might as well. Uh... Um, last year, I started up working on updated stats for Grace, and then Allison K won the poll. So, I had to that's right. We were expecting Grace was going to take it. I was expecting Allison Grace K, to yeah, win yeah. that poll. Now I'm probably expecting Grace to to win this vote. So, uh, <laughs> either one is really great, uh, but I'll vote for Steels. Yeah, vote for Steels. Okay, sounds good. Uh, how about you, Mike? Yeah, I want Grace too. I'd like an updated singles card for her, for sure. Okay. I voted for her in that old poll, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking it. <laughs> definitely get it right. Yeah, that's, that's how I figured yeah. she, she should get a shot here too. I'm usually not an update guy, but these up these <laughs> there's a couple of good cases for him, I think, in this in this uh, poll. That's true. So yeah, I'll yeah, not her. not to interrupt the flow real quick, but that's a really good point that I think you know deserves a little attention is the fact that we've got we've gotten so many sets with so many new names recently that I think that yeah, there are some updates that we're hungry for. So it is kind of interesting because I do feel like the tides have turned in a way, you know, where yeah. it's like normally we'd be like, bring on the new guys, but in this case it's sort of like, hmm, an update. We haven't had one of those in a while. So for what that's worth. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. What about you, Sam? What's your what's your vote? Yeah, uh, oddly enough, I'm actually going to go for Tasha Steeles after saying all that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the main reason is, like, I love Jordan Grace. I think she's great. I think an update would be awesome. But I, I, I think that, you know, having another new name uh, and, and to be able to pair up with Hogan would be really cool. And to be completely honest, the way that I – it's a selfish decision because the way that I use Jordan Grace is, is she fits perfectly right now. So I'm like as – as a promoter, I don't feel like I need the update. But I could absolutely see why other people would. And I hope that we get one soon. Anyway, but yeah, I'm gonna go definitely Steels. when we brought in her Beyond card, it was kind of like in a tag team a little bit. So yeah, did she definitely? Yeah, with Lufisto. Um, yeah, Lufisto at that point. Yeah, Chad, what about you? Do you what's your vote here? Um, an interesting. You mentioned Team Pog uh, with her and Lufisto being. Uh, I'm a huge Lufisto fan, so I was obviously oh, a yeah. big fan of that team. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I I, I love Jordan Grace. Uh, nothing against Tasha Steeles, who I think is an excellent choice. Uh, but I, I do have to go towards Jordan on that one. Sounds good. All right. Uh, how about uh, Joe? I'll go with Tasha Steeles on this one. Kind of like Sam said, uh, team her with Kara Hogan. Uh, Jordan's doing pretty good for me as it is with her old card. So, okay, cool, Tasha. Good stuff, Zeke. How about you? Well, well I, th- I thought Jordan Grace was an excellent suggestion for a card, but I'm going with Tasha Steeles. I've, I've known about her signing for a long time, and I really wanted to get her in the game. And the thing is, uh, she gives us not one but two tag teams because she's also teamed with Christian Casanova a lot. And so, oh, that's true. You got Christian, her and Christian Casanova over and her and, and um, her and Kier Hogan, which I like that tag team a lot too. I was sorry to see uh, 
I'm happy. I mean, that's kind of sad, sad to see hero Hogan leave impacts. I, I did like fire and play with a lot. Um, so I'm going to go with Tasha Steels. Sounds good. All right. So Tasha know. does win that matchup. Mm-hmm. I don't get a vote there. I was kind of torn myself. So that's why I was going to let Zeke go oh. and see if I had to be the <laughs> tiebreaker on that one, but I'm glad he got to make the decision on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so the next next uh, matchup here is going to be uh, AIW old school versus new school. So let's start out with the old school one. Zeke, why don't you tell us who you nominated for this this tournament? Uh, I nominated uh, an updated Eric Ryan. Right? I mean, he's just won King of the Deathmatch tournaments back to back, but his card is not well suited for deathmatch tournaments. He's got a ring rating of B, a cage rating of three. Um, so I I think that, you know if we can get if we can get him out we could be releasing the back to back death match winners alongside the three time winner Alex Cole has been announced uh, three time for tournament survival so I just thought the timing would be really well for an updated Eric Ryan I mean Carth I think was fine for 2015 but he is definitely uh, definitely needs definitely needs an updated timing for it. Okay, and uh, Joe, who can you tell us about who you nominated? Uh, the director of the production, Derek Dillinger, also Derek Direction. Um, I was with Zeke when he signed him in Indy. Um, he knows all about the game. He was super excited to sign. Zeke started explaining the game to him, and he's like, I know all about it. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I know recently he did um, uh, message me online and be like, hey, any chance we can get that card soon? So I was glad when he was on the Joe's list. I'm like, I think we need to get him in there, give him a shot uh, at a card here. partner for Dan Housen. They were both in the production together. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a definite uh, possibility of a good uh, tag team with him and Dan Housen for sure. So, okay, so I assume, uh, Zeke, you're voting for Eric, and uh, Joe, you're voting for Derek here? All right. Yeah. So let's go around the room. Uh, then let's start uh, with Mike. Yeah, I want Eric Ryan too. Eric Ryan as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about uh, let's go to Chad? I feel like I'm not going to pick a winner in any of these brackets, by the way. I'm going here. It <laughs> um, just seems to be the way things are going here. Uh, I'm going to go Derek Direction on this one here, especially if if for nothing more than hearing the excitement of like, He's looking forward to a card. I, I, I'm hard pressed cool. to. When you've got talent that's that excited about it, why why would you not want to reward that? So good. All right, uh, Sam. Oh man, uh, I'm going to go with Derek Direction. I in hopes that we also get a Ziggy Ham at some point. But uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I think an Eric Ryan update would be awesome. But yeah. I want to see a Derek direction card. It's good. Um, Ty, do you have a, what's your vote in here? It's a tough one. I'm trying to think what I, you know, I like the idea the guy was into the game. I've had that happen when I signed people and they, whether they knew it or they were just so excited to do it and want to see that card. And I like Eric Ryan that he can tie in with the new death match set possible ideas that I have to do in my game. But I'm going to lean toward Derek. Start go for Derek there. Okay, that, w- that was going to be my vote as well, just based on the fact that he, you know, messaged me. He's like, I'm really excited about a card. <laughs> he wants the AIW background because he did go through the academy there. So if we do it, I think we might even – yeah, he the one picture he gave me, I think, did have Ziggy in it, so we might even have a little 
yeah, her on there as well, or yeah, yes. we'll, we'll we'll figure that out there. So I think that yeah, assuming two for one, he makes it, he makes it through. <laughs> now he's got a tough second round because yeah, the does. last match that we have here, I can't believe you did this to me. By the way, I thought you were joking when you texted me. <laughs> I, I thought well, I wanted to come up with this, you know, some different themes of the matches, and you know, these last two guys just kind of end up to the end. I mean, two uh-huh. great, sure they did <laughs> two great offenses here, but also to mess with Sam. So Sam, why don't you tell us about uh, you can tell us about the whole last matchup here since these are your top two guys one that you did nominate and one that i I thought deserved an update yeah uh so my nomination was for kevin blackwood um i just i I think that what i've seen out of him and what i really only became familiar with him over the past year um but then kind of going back and taking a look at some of his early stuff what i've seen from him just recently shows a guy that has just poured so much into his craft and is you know really you know stepping it up and uh I, i just love the work that he's done both in the ring and on promos i love the pairing of him and daniel garcia in limitless which is another big you know kind of thumbs up for me to, to have the two of them together would be super cool. Uh, I think he's unique. I think his presentation is unique. I think that, uh, you know, I, I just, um, I, I, I think he'd be a great, great addition to the game. And I think that he would be someone that uh, a lot of promoters, if they're not familiar with him, they'd see his card, they'd see, you know, the tattoos, they'd see everything. They'd be like, yeah, I got to find out more about this guy. So uh, Kevin Blackwood gets, gets my nod. However, he has to go up against seemingly unsurmountable odds in taking on the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, who is absolutely deserving of an update. Uh, you know, I, I think that of, of just about all the names out there, right, <laughs> of all the names out there that have a card that I would want an update for, you know, Eddie Kingston is obviously up there pretty high, but but Josh Alexander would be up there, you know, pretty, pretty damn high as well. So um, it's a tough one. I'm going to give my vote to Blackwood because, you know, he's my guy. So uh, so so there you have it. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, actually, funny enough, three updates nominated for the set from that AIW set uh, uh, from uh, 2015 there, which is no longer available. So I th- yeah, so it's kind of cool that yeah, those are ones that I think that that all would be all great options. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let you know. Uh, let's go. Let's go over to Joe. How about what's your vote for this one? Uh, well, since when I messaged you and I gave you a couple of lists of names, uh, Kevin Blackwood was one of the names I thought about too. So I'll go with Kevin Blackwood. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think at the time you maybe messaged me, I'm not sure if he was signed, but by the time, uh, we're here, you know, he has been signed. So, <laughs> so no. we're, we're in good shape there. Um, okay. Let's move over to, uh, Zeke. Oh, well, yeah, I- I just signed Kevin Blackwood, as you mentioned, uh, on Friday at FSW. I um, I was real excited when he got announced. That, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with the guys who were promoted, and they let me in early to go to go talk to him. And so, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 Kevin Blackwood's one of the guys I really wanted to get. And so, team with uh, Garcia, the Buffalo Brothers. And um, so, I'm, I'm absolutely going to go with uh, – I mean, Josh Alexander is, is a good pick and definitely deserves an update, but I got to go with Blackwood for sure. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. We're going to go over uh, to Chad. Chad, what is your vote here? It's Josh Alexander and Kevin Blackwood. I'll be honest, and you saw I was on my phone for a moment because I'll be honest, I was not familiar with Kevin Blackwood, and I wanted to look him up real quick. 
um, because this is a, a little bit of a, a spot for me. I do know Josh Alexander, obviously impossible not to know the walking <laughs> weapon, but uh, no, you're absolutely right. I'll, I'll be honest, uh, Sam, based off of just seeing uh, a little bit of what I saw of Blackwood and his uh, just the image he portrays, that would look absolutely amazing on a card. I'm going to, I'm going to hundred percent go Blackwood and I'm going to have to go look him up in a little bit now too, to learn awesome. more about him. Awesome. Nice. Well, I think that, that's a twist. So, uh, Mike, what about you here? I mean, it would, this is brutal. This is. <laughs> I figured this is a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I got to go. I guess I got to go Buffalo. I got to go Buffalo. I got to go Blackwood. Okay. I really wanted Alexander, but I, I can't vote against him. I can't, can't vote against the local guy. I think, yeah, I think the bu- <laughs> yeah. Buffalo guy there. Yeah. Exactly. I've seen him enough times that I got to go for him. Well, I, I, nice. I understand he's moving to Los Angeles. Him and Trey Lamar are both moving to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Okay. He just, he like, he just moved, I think, according to his Twitter. Yeah. Maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go with them. That'd be All cool. right. So Good Ty, pick. Ty, you know, you're, you're my votes don't count here. Black was just kind of running away with that. I thought it might be close. I thought Josh Alexander was actually going to be one of the top guys. And probably if he was in another matchup, uh, who, who possibly. Knows? Yeah. yeah I right. Josh was going to win this too, but uh, I, I probably would have leaned toward Josh, but I'm glad to see the new guy win. Uh, all right, so we're down to our semifinals here. Uh, so we'll go with our intergender matchup. We have the uh, update for Ricky Shane Page taking on Tasha Steeles. Uh, let's see, we're going to go. Uh, I, I know, I'll go, Mike, are you still going uh, Ricky Shane Page on this one? The man with the best smirk in wrestling. I'll take him. <laughs> All right. And Ty, uh, what, about, what about your vote here? I still got to hope that Tasha Steeles can make it another round. All right, we'll see if she we'll can see. make it I here. I don't know, but it might be close. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to Sam. What is your vote on this oh, one? Oh man, hey, I mean, it's this is incredibly tough. No, I feel like that would be. I'd be. I'd be shirking my responsibilities as co-host, and you know, just hoping that I didn't have to do a tiebreaker. Uh, no, you know what? I. I, I think. Um, if I'm being completely honest here, I, I, I think I am going to go with Ricky Shane Page. As much as I would love to see a, uh, Tasha Steeles get a card, I, I, I think RSP getting the update would be super cool. Um, yeah, it's going to be moot because if he faces Blackwood in the finals, I'm going to go with Blackwood. But that said, uh, RSP uh, gets my vote. Okay, sounds good there. All right, let's go uh, over to Chad. Ooh. Um... Man, I'm giving dead air here. I should know better. Um, <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> it's like it's like it's not like I don't host my own podcast too that I should know better. Um, man, this is a tough call here because again, because Tasha Steele does not have a card. If I am, she does not have a card now. Right. Kara Hogan did get one. And was that was it last year's best of the? Yes, twenty nine. The first. Uh, 2019, I think. 2019, oh, 2019 yeah. So two years ago, then. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I am I am hard pressed not to go for the. I guess I'm one of those people that still like the new toy. So I've always liked the, getting a new card in there versus old. See, I think I'm going to go Tasha Steeles on this one, but that that is a close call. Even wow. even if a rookie Shane Page did take out Big Alex. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. Let's go uh, over to uh, Joe on this one. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I think I'm gonna go Ricky Shane Page. Um, even if he doesn't pull off the whole thing, though, 
I think we need a four four zero update for all of those guys together. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get the yeah, end. That makes makes sense. Makes sense. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my vote at Tasha Steeles. I think having another woman in there, uh, you know, again, I think as the you know, Ty said before, you know, we were doing the international theme for the women's set this year. Definitely someone we wanted to get out there. So I'm gonna throw my vote at Tasha Steeles, and that gives the deciding vote to Zeke. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Kyle, let me ask you. We we, we there was a, a I'm I'm assuming that we were looking at possibly making this an eight card set with Ricky Shane Page being one of the that's probably not gonna happen, right? So we we're probably not very happy. I think at this point now we have uh we're doing uh a couple we got a couple extra things that we're gonna be announcing soon. So yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> think he'll be in the set. Okay, okay. Um well, um, yeah, this is tough because I've been I've been wanting that Sasha Steele's card for for over a year. I mean, I've been Tasha Steele's for a long time, but we're doing deathmatch set right now, you know, so um, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. Yes, yeah, so no one said it was going to be easy. Yeah. Um, uh, I I'm I I am going to go with Ricky Shane. Ricky Shane Page. We're doing the deathmatch set right now. I did with Tasha, but we're doing the deathmatch set. Gotcha. That no, makes sense. Makes sense. I, I get it. All right, that brings us to our second semifinal here. It is uh, two new uh, characters here, both uh, from the uh, Great Lakes area. We have uh, Derek uh, Derek Dillinger from the, the from the production against Kevin Blackwood. Uh, Joe, you are going to be go. Are, are you going to stick with your vote of, of Derek? I'll stick with my guy. Sticking with your guy, and and Sam, you already mentioned you're going uh, going Kevin here. Blackwood all the way. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's start off. Uh, let's see. Well, now now Mike here. Uh, you, you get the vote vote here. I know. I know. We do have a local guy here, but you know he's gonna he's gonna be abandoning you going to California. And, uh, <laughs> how, like, how are you, you trying? You trying to steer the vote here, Ty? <laughs> <laughs> he was high on my list you're, of guys. I Your Honor, in. leading leading the witness, witness leading right? the witness. <laughs> Out of the indie guys on that indie guys, I wanted him and guys like Jeremy Wyatt were guys I kind of wanted, so I'm gonna go with him. Gonna go with uh, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, he was high on my list. Sounds good. All right, uh, Ty, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna go with Blackwood too. Uh, uh, I like both names, but I'll lean to that guy this time. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, Chad, uh, Derek Direction, Kevin Blackwood. I am. I'm gonna go Derek Direction again, just on. Excitement level alone, I think, is a big thing. And also, uh, I believe it was Sam who who did ask something about uh, possibly uh, working this into a Ziggy Haim card too. So I'm I'm going to go with that uh, that possibility as well. So yeah, Derek Direction is my choice. All right, uh, I'm throwing my vote behind Derek Direction as well. Oh. Guys, guys, asking me for it here. I really like the I like the character there. I am a big AIW fan. I've definitely seen a lot more of him than I have seen of Kevin. I mean, Kevin's great at all, but, you know, I have a little bit more connection to Derek myself, and it also gives the deciding vote uh, back to Zeke again. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> That's two deciding votes in a row for Zeke. Even more. <laughs> so, I, I, I actually signed both these guys. Yeah, you signed both these guys, too, yeah. Um, you, know, you know, you always want to give someone like Derek Direction a card when he doesn't have one, he's so eager to get one, and that's been a factory we've used to times to uh 
you have guys cards like uh, like Zane Riley, who's, who's played the game a lot and you know, put into the uh, tax set with um, Caleb Conley. And, but man, it's tough, it's tough, it's tough, it's tough. Uh, so, but I, I, it's, it's, it's not an easy call on this one, but I am going with Blackwood. Going with Kevin Blackwood. All right. Just barely. <laughs> so two, two, uh, two down to the wire. All right. That's right. Todd's going to announce that this is going to be like a six card promoter prime. And he's just going to throw in. Like, <laughs> get everybody in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we are doing it. Uh, there is talk of a bonus card here, which is definitely a cool one. And we'll tie into some other special announcement that's coming up, but we're, we're that that's still weeks away. We still we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. So that brings us to our finals here. That is Ricky Shane Page uh, mm. versus Kevin Blackwood. Well, I'm not going to give the the deciding vote here to Zeke. We're going to give the first vote to Zeke on this one, just so we don't you know, paint him anymore. Oh, you can kick <laughs> kick us off on this one, Zeke. Do you want to go Ricky or Kevin for uh, the finals? Um. This is tough. I mean, Kevin Kevin Blackwood is one of the guys that I've had been wanting for a long time. I was just so excited at the last minute when they announced him for the show on Friday. Uh, he was a last minute announcement, and I just is you know, why I got there two hours early. Uh, they they going to go talk to him. Uh, oh, and uh, but you know, Ricky Shane Page, is, he's a guy. He's, um, I mean, he's. I mean, he's got some attributes on his card that he'll 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 at least be competitive in death matches with his rating, ring rating and his cage rating, and but he doesn't need a card. Uh, he just still need an update, updated card. Um, I think Eric Ryan needs one more, but uh, I think I do think Richard Page needs one. Um, um, well, just if it wasn't death match season, I wouldn't I would vote for Blackwood, but it is death match season, so I'm gonna vote for Richard Page. Speaker. <laughs> All right, so uh, Ricky Shane Page getting this vote here. Let's uh, go. Oh, so Sam, I, I assume you're still going uh, Kevin Blackwood here since he was your pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Zeke summed it up so perfectly, but I'm going to go ahead and lean the other way and, and go with Blackwood. I just, I really want a card for him. Sooner the better. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to Mike. Taking RSP, I want to go. I don't want to lose a shot at him. I think he's right, especially with deathmatch season coming up with the with the big deathmatch release. It's perfect timing for him. I think. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to Ty. I'm gonna lean toward Ricky Shane Page this time. Uh, I like new guys a lot, but when an update really fits and is and is one that's needed. I'll go with him this time. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to uh, Joe. Uh, I'm going to go with the Buffalo guy. Going with Blackwood. Going with Blackwood. Your check's in the mail, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And let's go over to Chad. Again, I'm going to probably make this interesting. I am also going Blackwood. So the guy you just yeah. learned about right now. I I like the look, and I you know what? I'm impressed. I, I'm probably going to reach out to try to get him on the show now too. That's a that's a, that's a pretty good setup here. So okay, your Doge coins are on the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that gives the final vote to me. I didn't know <sighs> I was going to do that to myself here. I was afraid you were going to do it to me. Quite honestly, <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. Normally, I would, but. Um, 
Yeah, I, th- I, I, I thought uh, I wasn't sure which way you're going to go there. So, all right, so it's going to go over to me here. So, all right, so we got we got two compelling arguments here. We got a guy who's you know really kind of you know hitting the scene right now. Great look um, in uh, Blackwood. We got uh, Ricky Shane Page again. He said deathmatch season. You know, uh, I think one of the things I'm leaning towards here. So I know we have another best of indie set that's going to come up next year. Uh, we tend to just do new cards in that. Uh, so, you know, I'm thinking Blackwood's going to get a chance to be in one of those. We try, we don't do a ton of updates. And if somebody really wants, you know, is going to get a good update, it's going to be a prime um, fitting in with this theme. So I am going to put my vote behind Ricky Shane Page getting an update for this one. <laughs> Uh, I, I have to admit, I'm I, I can't be too disappointed because your reasoning, your logic is sound. It salves the wound knowing that we could still get Blackwood, so I'll allow it. Yeah, and then we we, <laughs> we will have Blackwood. Like I think, come the time you know when we're ready to kick off uh, the uh, this the next best of the Indies set. Uh, my guess is he might be the first one since we already started talking about him there. So. <laughs> Yeah, hey, so- you know, if that if that gets us all of these names that we've talked about tonight, with the exception of you know maybe the other updates, I mean, what a great list of names, guys! Seriously, like I think it's just been really really cool list of names, and you know, I I didn't even know I wanted Derek Direction as bad as I do until you brought him up, Joe. So thanks for that. Hey, hey Todd, um, what about um, for, for Blackwood? Uh, as a C4 champion, could if, if could he also go for an if we do another IWTV set, would he be uh, he go for the, he could fit in there, uh, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We don't know if for sure we're doing another IWTV set or not. Hopefully, we, that will that'll still continue there. We still have you know still have to figure out our schedule for 2022. We're kind of getting our best through 2021 right now, but yeah, no, <laughs> I think he'll. I, I definitely expect we'll see him probably in the first half of the year next year. Okay. Uh, for sure there. Oh, Zeke, you got another card to do now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got enough other cards he's got to get through first. Let's get through those. Although, you know, with the women set in the in the um in the winter there, uh we uh might not uh you know, I think Zeke's got a little time to work on on a couple couple there, so that'll be good. And you know, who knows, maybe we might even fit Tasha Steels into into some uh, uh prime release coming up. We'll, we'll we'll have to figure that one out. We'll see what other options uh make the most sense. See what works the best. You know, if there's a women in the quarter four prime, it might be a, another name that fits the international set. And, Absolutely. and Tasha misses again. But yeah, I okay, think we'll get her in there. I'm, point, Tasha I'm sure. Will will. I'm sure could there be a room for, um, well, could there be a room for an American wrestling international set? Because they're, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, just just to represent the USA across all the countries. Yeah, sure. right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's international. That is one of the nations. This yeah. is true. Yeah. We're in the, we're in NATO. So. I would I would hope that any U.S. wrestler has some experience abroad. That's the point of international. That would make it more cooler. But yeah, you could certainly just have one American woman in there um, if we. That's there's a spot. There's so many other ones that I I know we want to get in there. So we're still working on the on the uh, roster there. Is you know just just to be uh, up front with yeah. everybody there. I think we got a well, good. I got. I made contact this morning with an international name that said we guessed right away and said she'd send the form back next week. So now it's a wait. You know okay. that's all I'm going to think about is she going to send this form back? <laughs> and um, 
hopefully it happens because it'll be really, really cool. Uh, cool. Well, we'll have to talk about that afterwards. So. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I'm really glad, uh, uh, Zeke, that you brought up IWTV because uh, we would be remiss not to mention IWTV in the talk about independent wrestling. Obviously, everything that they've been able to accomplish and, and certainly the way that they were bringing content to people during the pandemic and, and working with promotions to promote content during the pandemic, I think is incredible. And, uh, you know, we kind of early on in, in this podcast's history, we were lucky enough to have Dylan Hales on who works directly with IWTV, obviously, as well as, you know, promoting like uh, uh, Southern Underground Pro and, and Action and a couple of other, you know, promotions throughout the South. And that was just a really cool conversation. And I think everything that they've been able to do and some of the, the other programming that they've had, even aside from just the wrestling, has been awesome. Um, and hey, you know, they've had some just incredible matches for the IWTV championship uh, recently, Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Utah. Uh, Wheeler Utah and uh, Lee Moriarty. I mean, there's just been some incredible stuff that they've that they've had uh, going on uh, with their own belt. Uh, not to mention all the promotions that they spotlight. So, uh, I, you know, if there's any of these names that you're like hearing and you're like, oh, I don't really know who this person is, or I don't know who this person is, uh, it's pretty much a certainty that you're going to be able to find their work on IWTV. It's it's totally worth it. I'm not shilling the company because you know we have a connection to them or anything like that. I, I firmly believe it, and I know that you know anytime I want to watch independent wrestling, that's kind of my go to is to you know throw on IWTV and and just put something on and it's how I discovered like action and sup and no peace underground like I wouldn't have known that those companies really existed and limitless as well I didn't know much about limitless until I had IWTV um and I've become like a just a huge limitless fan so uh, uh I'm yeah it, it's it's well worth the money and I think it just goes hand in hand with the love of independent wrestling um and, and can be a, a nice window in beyond, you know, the Phil Singer game sets, which is worth noting as well. These sets oftentimes present you with people that you've never, you know, heard of before. And, and of course, our instincts is to learn more, just, you know, go, go beyond the booklet and learn who these guys are. Chad, you mentioned it yourself. It's like Kevin Blackwood's a guy that you weren't familiar with. It's like, oh, I'm gonna check this guy out. It took you, you know, 30 seconds of Googling it to, to be like, oh yeah, I got to know more about this guy. So I, I think that's also one of the beauties of the game. And uh, it's something that I personally know that I've done multiple times. Good stuff. Now I'm yeah, glad that we had the resource of IWTV. I'm glad for the only exposure it gets to these guys who are working their way up. I got another platform that people are able to find so many different wrestlers these days. Uh, and hopefully, you know, it'll, it, you know, it's gotten stronger and hopefully it'll, you know, continue to continue to thrive. But uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody here uh, for participating today uh, uh, and, um, you know, and for sharing all your uh, knowledge of indie wrestling. Hopefully uh, a couple uh, listeners here learn some new things. We'll check out uh, some new uh, new wrestlers and new promotions. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, Sam, should we go around for uh, for our plugs? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so guys, uh, just kind of, you know, again, Tell us who you are, uh, throw out your message board handle over at the Phil Singer Games message boards. If you're active there, feel free to plug whatever you want. Um, and, you know, again, I have to echo Todd's comments. Thank you guys so much. This has been a lot of fun and uh, it's been a great time hanging out with you all. So thank you very much for joining us. Ty, I'll go ahead and start with you. Well, you know, just happy to be here and do this first time. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, if you don't know, it's just my name is on the message board, Ty States. And, um, you know, always happy to talk about the game, get my questions, uh, talk about the women wrestlers or whatever. Once in a while, I get PMs for people asking questions, and that's fine. 
always happy to talk to people about about the game. Been playing it since since James Goxy started. So you know, now I get to do some of the work with it. It's a lot of fun. Right on. Well, thank you, Ty, and thank you again for your work, uh, Michael. Up to you next. Uh, yeah, thank thank you for having me on. You do a great job at this always, and uh, definitely, I'm sure I'm speaking for everybody on the boards. I'm I'm hardcore on the boards, by the way. I, I'm speaking for everybody when I say thanks to Ty, Todd, Zeke, all you guys for si- for si- making all these great signings. It's it's Absolutely. crazy. It's, it's like, I think you guys have devoured more of the Indies than Vince McMahon and Tony Khan combined. <laughs> <laughs> there's our sound bite <laughs> i'm putting that on the twitter <laughs> yeah uh awesome thank you mike appreciate it um uh, zeke what about you oh well um i don't i don't have a lot of social media uh, but uh, but uh on, on the message board uh i'm vegas because i live in las vegas um so you can i guess message me there Right on. Well, thank you again. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. And thank you uh, for, for all the work that you do. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and a uh, pleasure to have you on. And hopefully I can, uh, you know, uh, see you when you're in Chicago here in a couple of weeks. Uh, that'd be cool. Even if, even if I don't get to make it to any of the shows, uh, maybe grab a bite or something like that when you're here. All right, Joe, how about you, sir? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm on the message boards as Jay. Just you off, man. I mean, <laughs> what more could you ask for? Uh, right on. Well, thank you again. Uh, it's been uh, it's been fun hanging out and uh, pleasure pleasure to make your acquaintance virtually. Uh, and that, of course, goes for everybody here. And last, certainly not least, co-host here of the Indie Cast, which I'm sure he's going to tell us all about here I, in just a second. I, yeah, I feel like I'm the only one with like uh, actual plugs here right now, but uh, I will do so, and I'll try to do it in quick style, like Wait. I do on the show itself. Uh, follow us. Uh, at IndieCast, it is spelled I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T um, on any of the social medias that are out there. We are out there. Uh, we are on uh, what's called the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. I don't know if there's ever a visual. I'm wearing one of our shirts right now, which you can buy on fullygimmick.com. Uh, but uh, also just uh, search any of your uh, – wherever you get podcasts at, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google. We're on Audible. Um, all sorts of things. Just search Wrestling Nerds Radio Network and you will find us. Um, and uh, follow the uh, internet title. We actually have our own belt, the Wrestling Nerds Internet Title, uh, at Internet Title on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we just got a new belt and we're actually going to be announcing a new champion pretty soon um, that you guys might find very interesting. So you should watch out for that. We're going to be, uh, we're looking forward to where that's going to go. So, How are you uh, crowning a new champion? I will, I will. <laughs> I will tell you after the show. Okay, that I will. Good. I cannot yeah. spoil that right now. But if, right, once we, we stop recording, I will. I will tell you. So. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you, Chad. It's been a pleasure, uh, and I will definitely be checking out the IndieCast. Uh, and uh, I, I, I admire uh, the hustle and, and and all the social and uh, and having the shirt fully gimmicked. And I mean, good on you, man. Good on you. Um, up until two hours ago, I was wearing the old King of Pro Wrestling T-shirt, but now now I'm not. So uh, I can't I can't plug it because you can't buy it anywhere because we never actually got any more made than what we had at, at Starcast a few years back. But that's another story for another time. Um, Todd, speaking of stopping recording, should we stop recording?
I, I guess so. I think we've done all we uh, can do here today, but yeah, just keep on following uh, social media. We've done media. all the damage we could possibly do yeah, without yeah, yeah. Mike Maleski around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think we upset Mike today. I think we're, I think we're in good we, shape. So. I mean, give me time. I could do more damage. I was on good behavior this week. I know. I, I, I you know, the thing but is, I, guess, I let my guard down and I realized I, I, I let a couple expletives drop, which normally I try to keep it PG around here. So I better watch myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you know, just, yeah, just, I'll just say the last plugs here for Phil Singer games, definitely, you know, follow us on Twitter at Phil Singer games. Uh, the, uh, Facebook group is a lot of fun, you know, just, uh, chime in on that. Of course, our message board, be part of that, a big resource for everything that you'd want, uh, in the game and, uh, teaser season. We're in the midst of it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Monday champions, of the galaxy, Wednesday, Indies and then Friday is Legends Night, and uh, we guys got first uh, new Legends artwork uh, for the four pack coming up uh, on Friday, and then uh, big uh, pre order is on September 10th. Uh, that Friday, we uh, will have a, a special thing that maybe you're not expecting will be uh, announced that night. Uh, maybe you might be expecting, we'll see, but it's, it's something a little bit different there. Uh, is very, it the Spanish, very excited about it. Is it the Spanish Inquisition? It, that's it, usually it, what nobody <laughs> expects the Spanish Inquisition. Come on. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, I think that that's about it from here. So uh, Sam, take us home. All right. Well, thank you so much, listeners. Uh, This has been a very fun show. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Uh, I want to thank all of you for tuning in every week and, of course, staying active on the message boards. Uh, Of course, we're not the only podcast in Phil Singer Games land, so make uh, make sure you check out uh, the Dizzy Dice podcast by Lee. Uh, Of course, our our fellas over at the Uncharted Territory podcast, always pumping out great content every week, uh, as well as, of course, you know, helping to steer the ship when it comes to Legends of Wrestling at Phil Singer Games. And of course, don't forget the Phil Singer Games fan podcast as well by Grant. Um, in the meantime, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Uh, it has been a pleasure, and we will be back next week. And I think Mike Molesky is going to come back at, at some point, right? Like, yeah, he'll be he's back not going to just leave us yeah. high and dry, is he? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the triumvirate will be reunited, and we will be bringing you some brand new content. In the meantime, take care of yourselves, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. See ya. Peace, peace.